You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 326. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe, trying desperately to get my remote to work for our countdown clock. <laughs> not, ah. that, not that we pay any attention to it. No, but it's nice to know. <laughs> How is. bad was it this week? Yeah. Three and a half hours? <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, oh, goodness. Yeah. Are we a Francis Ford Coppola movie? Sometimes. So, uh, hopefully one of the good ones. <sighs> hopefully we're like the Godfather, not... Peggy Sue got married. So, um, kind of like Peggy Sue got married. I also watched it when I was like 10. Yeah. So, well, it's no Godfather. No, yeah. no, it is not. So, uh, we had a fun week. Went to, we did. went to New York for a few days, visited Brian. My son went to school in Connecticut. He is, he is surviving. Yes. I told you. Oh. I was like, I think there's a 60% chance he lives. And it's so, so crazy, though, to just like let go. Like, y'all. It's so hard not to be like just nagging every little thing that he does because it drives me crazy yeah. how like painful he goes about it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, like just doing laundry was a whole thing. Yes, because he had to get quarters and then he went to the store and he got a 20 and that didn't work because so the machine then, wouldn't take 20s. Right. So. Yeah. Then he went back and then spent 45 minutes, quote unquote, researching <laughs> why it wouldn't take a 10. Yeah. When pressed, what did research mean? It meant him talking to people and making sure that it was going to take a five. Yeah. When he went to the grocery store for the third time, he got fives. 
Okay. Why not just get the quarters? Like, it's just so hard. It's so hard yeah. to shut up. You're at a grocery <laughs> store. Just ask them to sell you a roll of quarters. I know. It would have been so much easier. I, but you know what? That's a him problem. I know, and, but it's hard. And that's why I'm just like, <laughs> you just got to let him do that dumb stuff. Like that in the grand scheme of things, him chasing his tail for three hours trying to find quarters. That's like three hours that he's not like doing fentanyl. That's, right? that's like, true. So like, let's that just is very keep true. him on the straight and narrow. Not that I'm worried about him doing fentanyl, nah. but, but that, you know what I mean? But it's like he could be doing such worse stuff. It's so and, true. And like, so that just keeps him away from doing other dumb stuff while he does like <sighs> low grade dumb stuff. So <laughs> and eventually he'll be like, you know what? I should have bought a roll of quarters. And then because if we, it's like if anything, it's like if, you know, give a man a fish, teach a man to fish. It's like if if we just give him the answers. Oh. Well, when I give him the answers, he doesn't listen. Anyway. Right. So why bother? I don't know. That's it's what hard. I, yeah. you, you know what? He actually. Can you believe how insulting he was about like that? I gave him a completely legit solution to how to get. So he has to take one of his classes online. And as soon as that class ends, he has to be at the next class. But it has to be in person at the at the school it, it's like three quarters of a mile away yeah, it's like a it's a 10 minute walk it's it's and, and so he has no margin f- for error between the end of one class and the beginning of the other so i say being the dumb person that i am <laughs> i say why don't you just go to where the school is and like have your headphones have your right. coffee and i said the exact same thing to him and listen listen to the class just take the class at the school Instead and then of you're at your there. dorm. Yeah. So do you know he has the nerve to say this? You know, one of the students, they actually went there for the class ahead of time. Gasp. I was like, and he was like, that was so smart. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what did you just say? What? When it was my idea, it was the dumbest thing ever. He's like, well, it's different when it's a kid saying it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> oh, goodness. Kids. But yeah, so, but he's, so far, so he's, good. He's doing good. And yes. that is the important thing. It's, it is the important thing. Absolutely. And so like, listen, let him, let him learn those lessons on his own. Those are low stakes Lessons to learn. And we got to ride the train for the first yeah, time. We never so. had written a, one of the, the trains. I guess the, I did ride a train for the first time when we went to Durango, but that yeah. was like a touristy old timey train. Yeah, it was awesome, but it's not like a real train. I, I didn't think about that. I've never been on like an Amtrak train in my life. So well, that was either. my first time. What pray tell do you have in store for people this week? Well, we're going to talk all about Chicago. We've got new that toddling town. Yes, we've got uh, updates that have been being rolled out. Uh, we've got some exclusive uh, little articles that we've done yes. over at the TCO from our helper bees. Okay, so we'll talk about those as well. And then we have a whole lot of updates from our instructors. And we have a visit from Angelo. How to tell if your weight gain is fat or muscle? A couple celeb updates. New content, in case you missed it, just all the good stuff. Okay. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. Super helpful. Greatly appreciate it. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. Maybe check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out where you can get these episodes ad free. If we get them early, you get them early. You also get bonus content weekly, now weekly bonus content of just stories that we didn't feel like we had enough time to cram into the full episode. So we 
still cover them over there on Patreon. So you get extra us <laughs> and extra Peloton. The real reason you're here. And uh, also, sometimes you get to hang out with us uh, on the interwebs. So on September 16th, we're going to be doing another hangout. If you want to come and talk to us, we would love to talk to you. So if you join the Patreon, you get links and everything for all of that. And can we talk about the other thing? Yet? Yeah. We got a book club that we're getting ready to put together. So, and that will be available to all Patreon members at all price levels, including the free price level. So yeah. if if you want to take part in that, you can go over to patreon.com slash the clip out and join up. And it doesn't even cost you a thing. So I was going to say, like, who sings that song? My love don't cost a thing. <laughs> I have no idea. No, I was, Why are you asking me that question? Because it's top 40. You listen to more top 40 than I do. So. Love anyway, a thing. anyway, did we not show how bad we sucked at two seconds? Oh, we did. We were <laughs> like, so, I don't know. <laughs> we were so, so bad when we played that game on that podcast. So, uh, so anyway, uh, finally, we have a newsletter at the where we didn't send it last week, but we, I mean, me, because we were in New York and oh, things I were didn't crazy. know you didn't get it. Whoops. Whoopsie. And uh, apparently Crystal has not subscribed to our own newsletter. That's the takeaway here. I really thought I, I saw should, it Sunday morning. I think we should skip over the part where I didn't send out the newsletter letter and focus on the part where she did not subscribe to her own I am newsletter. subscribed and I uh-huh. already know the news because I am the one putting it all into place Tom okay okay okie dokie so anyway there's all that let's dig in shall we we shall breaking news so we are recording this after we've recorded the rest of the episode that you're going to hear because there's breaking news in the world of Peloton. It's like nine o'clock uh, Wednesday evening. And so by the time you hear this, there might be even more details. But at this moment in time, this is what we know. So uh, Peloton is being sued once again for a death, this time related to a bike, not a tread. This is uh, from a story in the Daily Beast, and they're reporting that a man by the name of Ryan Furtado was doing a core exercise and attempting to get up after completing an exercise, I guess, like a boot camp style class. Yeah, sounds yeah. Like. he was doing some kind of move on the floor. Yeah. And then I guess for leverage, attempted to grab the bike and the bike came down on him and sliced his carotid artery in his neck and basically died instantly because you bleed out super fast. That's none of them are good arteries to cut, but that's the worst of the not good arteries to cut. So super tragic. Absolutely. It sounds like this happened in January of 22 and a lawsuit was filed relatively quickly. It said in March of that year. I think it happened at the end of 2021 and then the lawsuit was filed into early 2022. I thought that's what it said. Actually, the, the article, I believe, says that the incident was in January of 2023 or 2022. Excuse me. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. And um, sorry, I'm scrolling it looking for that. Cause like, like I said, we've yeah January, January 13th, 13th of okay. 2022 doing a core exercise. And so I guess we knew there was some sort of lawsuit out there, but there were no details that had been released. And then just today, the, those details have come out. So it's still obviously winding its way through the court system. 
it's tough to say like the bike isn't designed for you to do that so it's not and uh the the article goes on to say that the bike has a warning on it like on the front leg of it yeah uh saying that like it's not to be used i don't know exactly how it's worded so like forgive me because i you can only read this article once and then it goes away um but uh it was something to the effect of like you know you're not supposed to pull on it and and there was a warning for that but uh the the woman who is suing peloton is the the man who passed away it's his mother and um she her attorney is saying that that was not enough that's insufficient that there should have been more warnings in multiple places on the bike yeah so we haven't had a chance to look at the terms and conditions and the different things that are in place right now yeah we should Um, say that peloton's response thus far seems to be that like hey in the terms and conditions you've indemnified us against stuff like this like this is not intended usage of the bike there is a warning like we're sorry but yeah, yeah and i would i would say that like God, it's a tragic, awful, Absolutely. horrifying accident. But it is just that I, I don't, I don't know. I, I would love to have more information than we have right now. But it'll be interesting to see over the next few days if. So when the tread story broke, we got lots of people starting to say, "Hey, something like that, similar like that, happened to me." When the seat post happened, other people were saying it'd be interesting to see over the next couple of days if you start hearing people in the community say, you know what, that did something like that did kind of happen to me once. And obviously slicing your carotid artery is just that's just absolute one percent worst case scenario. One would think like even if something were to fall on you for it to hit just like that. So like people could have experienced this potentially, I guess, and, and it wasn't a big deal. It was just, uh, whoa, that was dumb. I shouldn't do that again. I, you know, I didn't mean to pull the bike on top of me. Right. wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Because um, like I've I've moved the bike before and not like like leaned on it and been like, oh, yeah, it's not, I'm not supposed to lean on that. Right. Like you can, you know, it moves like it's not it's it's not like it weighs so much that you you can use it in that way. Right. Um, you know, I can understand like you jump up and you don't think about it. You just do it. Yeah, you almost know? like if you're if you drop a knife and your instinct is to catch the knife. Exactly. Right. And you're just right? like, like when you're sitting here logically, you're like, well, catching a knife is stupid and right. I shouldn't do that. But when but, it's a reflex, but it's a reflex and you just do it. Yeah. yeah. But either way, um, financially, this is not good for Peloton. I mean, I, I think that, you know, the next stage here is going to be some kind of settlement. Yeah. Um, that's going to be. You know what it is, whatever right. that's going to be. But uh, yeah, it's really awful. Yeah. I just I feel bad for his family, um, for and sure. I feel bad that this happened to him. I mean, he was just working out. You know, like nobody expects that to happen. Kind of like I was just walking along in an right. intersection and somebody hit me. I didn't expect that to happen for sure. Like yeah, like it's it just sounds like a really just awful set of circumstances. Yeah, and just like just a. A weird freak thing to have occurred. Like, like I said, it seems like if this was a problem that was, you know, endemic, that you'd be hearing you. We would have heard about it by now, as long as the bikes have been on the market. I would think so. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I agree that it will be interesting to to find out if we hear more. And um, we have several attorneys that are looking into this right now on the little clip out our little help our little helper bees <laughs> yes. that are working on figuring out like where everything stands looking at the terms and conditions so we will be giving you more information as soon as we have it we just don't want to 
Yes, by the time you hear this, we probably will already have information on our website talking about it. Yeah, but this the, is what we had today. With the way the production works, like obviously, like we had we we are down here in our basement doing it tonight, so it's at least has some some coverage in this week's episode. So anyway, our our uh, hearts go out to the Furtado family, regardless of who wins the lawsuit. It is an awful thing to have occurred, and nobody would would want that to happen absolutely and uh we will now return you to your regular clip out program already in progress recorded before we heard this news so if we sound really silly coming out of this that's because we did not know this news (laughs) because we didn't know that then so (laughs) don't think we're being dicks okay thanks here's the show peloton in the news peloton on tour chicago has been announced so cool Ah, uh, Susie Chan's going to be there. And Mariana. Oh, two of my faves. And Logan, three of my faves. And Tunde still owes us ice cream. I just, I don't see us ever getting that ice cream I don't cream think from so her. either. I when she, like, when like she offered us happen. ice cream, she was much less famous than yeah, she is now. Yeah, now she's got book deals and yeah. all kinds of things. <laughs> I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. No ice cream for us. No. We still love Tunde, though. Yes. So, uh, so, yeah, so lots of fun stuff going on in Chicago. Including the Chicago Marathon. Yes. Yes. So October 5th through 7th, that is going to be all about the Chicago. That's all the instructors that are going to be there. Now, listen, Thursday, October 5th, we've got the instructor experience from 12 to 5. Friday, October 7th, Cody and Tunde live 2 to 3 p.m. They're going to take you behind the scenes of Peloton Studios. You're going to get insider stories on the instructor team, studios, community, and more. We've got 45 minutes with a meet and greet after. Then on Friday the 7th, Peloton game night, 6 to 8 p.m. So there's going to be lots of fun. There's going to be uh, classic indoor games with a Peloton twist. Good luck to you. Uh, Saturday, October 7th, live group classes from 10 to 2. So just like when we had UCLA in Atlanta, Peloton is going to offer three live outdoor classes at the Chicago Stop. Yoga for runners, a strength workout, and dance cardio. Mats are going to be provided. Members. I thought Matt wasn't going to be there. I'm mm-hmm. confused. Like yoga mats. Oh, yoga mats. Right, right, okay. right. Uh, you're also going to get to have a instructor meet and greet after each class. So uh, then on Saturday, there's also the leaderboard awards party. Of course, that's an invite only. So if you don't know already, it's a little late because the tickets went on sale on Thursday, September 7th, and they are gone. And poof. They were gone. They went away. Yeah. So pretty cool. This is really exciting because this is going to correspond with the Chicago Marathon. We know for a fact Mariana and Logan are running. We know Rad is running, even though he is not on the instructor list. Uh, and we can't help but wonder if Susie's going to be doing a little run. That's my prediction, because a, a marathon for her is like pff, nothing. That's like that's like uh, mozzarella sticks for me. <laughs> It's a little appetizer. A little appetizer. Just a little something to get things going. It's not a full meal. No. Like, so I I think if she shows up and they're just like, hey, want to run a marathon today? She'll be like, yeah, okay. All right. Oh, why not? I haven't trained. You went to have all the trouble to have a marathon. I guess I could go ahead and run it. Anybody got any shoes I can borrow? <laughs> like she's, it's no big deal. Please. You know, she brings 18 pairs to choose from at any <laughs> given moment because she's got to have the perfect outfit. Yeah, she's got shoes. I, I guarantee you she does not go anywhere without shoes for running. We have updates for the Android app. 
Yes. I know it's not very often we get to say that. Yeah. Also, you I don't just wanna... care anymore. No, not only do I not care, but <laughs> here's the deal. I didn't get this. We don't have this on the Apple. Can oh, you... so it's. A, oh, I thought it would normally when it's an Android mm-hmm. app, it's like they're catching it. Up I know. With the iOS, but not now happening. Android gets something Apple doesn't. I love it. What did it get? It got live previews. What does that mean? That means they put this class out there. And if we we had a video playing, you would see a live preview of the class play in the video. So you just like oh. mouse over it. It shows you what the actual class Like on class YouTube is. when you mouse on something. Precisely. It'll show you. Start yeah. playing. Yeah. So Android got it before the Apple. Look at that. It's about time they get something first. It's only happened one other time that I can think of. <laughs> Go Android. It would appear that the guide has a new feature in its future. Yes. Not everyone is showing that they have this yet. So either in beta or still being rolled out. Not sure. Okay. But either way, you have positioning your body shows up. So it's going to tell you when it's when you're facing a direction that's different than what they need. It's going to like show a little icon that says, OK, you need to turn forward or you need to turn sideways. Ah. That way, that's going to help the guide be able to count your reps. You know, they've been having the issues with we're the right. rep counting. Well, this is going to help with that. Ah, so we're, so does it mean we're thinking some of the issues with rep counting is people weren't standing properly? I'm sure. But they didn't know to. Like, exactly. I'm not even like yeah. their yeah. failures as human beings. Although they could be. There's probably some I mean, failures. There's probably, there. yeah. probably some of both. Right. But, uh, but that it's designed to count you doing a certain thing at a certain direction. And if you're all cockeyed, that it's not going to pick it up. Right. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. So we've started a new series over at theclipout.com. It's called, we're calling it the 101 series. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like information about Peloton that gets asked a lot, especially maybe from newcomers. So if, if you're a longtime Peloton user, perhaps some of this information will feel a bit rudimentary to you. But it's also good to maybe have it the ready. So if someone's asking, the same question over and over again, like in the OPP, you can be like, oh, here's an article. You could, if you're kind enough to share it with them, that they can go check out. Yeah. So one of the first ones is, why does Peloton purge content? Yeah. We wanted to touch on this because um, because people are obsessed with this yeah. purging. And the answer is to torment you. Yeah. They don't like you personally. <laughs> and they're using the algorithm to figure out the things you love. And then they're going to take them from you. And then destroy them. Yeah. And so that's Peloton's new business model. But but in all seriousness, there's <laughs> there are a lot of people that think that this is new. Right. And, and there are people that are just idiotic posting the same shit. Like every week they're like, this is the classes that have been purged this week. And here's you need to know about it. You yeah. don't need to know. Uh, you know why? Because they've literally been doing this since the beginning. There has never been a time period at Peloton, except maybe the first two years where they didn't purge content. Right. It, why do they do it? OK, here's why. One, music licensing. That is one of the things. So they create a licensing deal, right? That licensing deal is not in perpetuity. It does not last forever. No so licensing deal is. None. None. That is not a Peloton specific thing. It's just it doesn't exist. Not with music licensing. So what they will do is they will have like a three-year deal or a five-year deal. Maybe it will even only be a one-year deal depending on the artist and how picky they are right. about their stuff. Like they get to do that because they're the artist. Right. So first of all, if a licensing agreement is is going to end, those are all the classes that if they don't have a new agreement, 
that that includes that song, every class that includes those is going to go away. That's one reason. Two, because they have improved production. Why does that matter? Because the that they did in 2017, much as I loved it, God, I loved it. (laughs) It's not as good production wise as it is now. Was it raw? Yes. Was it amazing? Yes. Is that what Peloton wants to present to the world? No, it is not. Number three, no one's taking it. As many times as you all say, but I don't want to have my class purge that I love because X, Y, Z, not enough people are taking it. Not when there's thousands of people taking the new stuff. So those are three good reasons. Four, because it costs a boatload of money to keep all of this stuff out there so that you can download. Storage does come at a price. Yes, it is the cost of doing business for all of you naysayers out there. I understand how business works. But at some point, it's not an efficient cost of business, right? Bravo, Tom. There's a reason (laughs) that you can't find diet vanilla sugar-free Pepsi, right? Because Which did exist. Because there's like four people in the world that wanted it. And so at some point they said, it's not worth making this anymore. We're going to get rid of it. Correct. So, um, yeah. That's, people make that decision all the time. And and so I want to again say it is not new that Peloton is purging this content. You see, earlier this year, Peloton came to us and they said, hey, we wanted to give you a heads up. We are going to start only purging classes on Friday. Not that not that this is starting in general. They've always purged the classes, right. but that they were going to like systematically do it. Why are they doing it systematically? Well, for a few reasons. One, so that you can expect it and anticipate it. If they're on 2020 right now and it's nearing the end, well, you can be assured that your class is coming. So right. so like start taking those classes. They're going to keep doing that systematically because they want to have a way to give people that heads up. No, they are not going to give you a list of classes. They don't want to. It's not worth their time. Again, this is efficiency. They do not need to do this every week. They don't owe it to you. No, they don't. (laughs) I promise you, it's not just about you. And the other thing that people need to remember is that this is going to happen forever. So in 2024, We are going to then get rid of the classes that are whatever, wherever we're up to. I don't even know because I don't go back and retake classes, so I don't even care. And then in 2025, they're going to keep going with the next year's classes. It's never going to stop. That doesn't, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Think of it like this. You have a certain amount of time to appreciate and enjoy these classes. And sometimes a miracle will occur and your favorite class will come back, but very, very infrequently. It's going to take a lot for your class to come back because they just don't have room for them all and they don't want to. Yeah. I believe they're still storing these out there somewhere. I was going to say, I hope that they're keeping these classes somewhere for posterity. Like, I th- I think that Peloton has become enough of a pop culture item that I think it's important for these things to be saved somewhere in the same way that I hope, you know, early television shows were saved you know a lot of them have been lost the time and people at the time didn't think they had any value in the future 50 60 years later they really kicked themselves in the butt for not having them anymore so i really hope that somewhere there's a hard drive or maybe two hard drives with 
you know, duplicates that I, they're keeping these somewhere. I think there are just because they were able to bring classes back. They've done it before. Right. So if, if they can, that means they must be being saved out there somewhere. It's just they don't want to put it out in the in the cloud because that is where the storage costs the most money. For sure. So I think the biggest problem and, and this is a problem that is is community generated is that. It gets referred to as a purge. Right. And, right? You, and they said we don't want to call it a purge anymore. Yeah. Think of it like house cleaning. Yeah. Would you keep the same shit from 10 years ago, people? Well, my you... ex-wife did. Well, but... I know. But she's a hoarder. That's oh, why that's... we... Right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Nobody else does that. Like, you don't... I'm not saying you don't keep your favorite pieces. Right. You do. But, but that, and that's why some classes thread the needle and stick around right but you they, do not you do not have every piece of clothing you had in high school you don't you know you don't not unless unless you're 19 okay and yeah. listening to us right now right well yes but besides but yeah, that but like the fact that it's called a purge i think is is the problem and again that started with the community the first time something like this occurred and then it just stuck and yeah like it it, it shouldn't get referred to that way and we're guilty of it because we're oh, yeah we're doing it right now but also if we try to call it something else we wouldn't know what we were talking about exactly but, so that's also the problem in a situation <laughs> like this but but yeah like i f- i feel like one has a negative connotation and two it's like you said it's just it's an ongoing process and yeah. it's never going to stop and when netflix when stuff leaves netflix people There's aren't no nobody's one... screaming like they're purging <laughs> seinfeld or whatever it's just oh it's no longer available on netflix yeah like it's It's just it's a bunch of people that just like make a bunch of noise and they upset everyone, especially people who don't understand it. Yeah. And I know right now someone out there is saying, oh, but this is different because Peloton makes all their own content. And to which I reply, you're wrong. It's yes, Peloton makes their own content, but it's not different because you are starting to see streaming services pull their own content off of their platforms. So like like Disney has pulled multiple shows off disney plus that they produced sometimes they've pulled shows before they even put them on the platform there's a sci-fi show they spent like 80 million dollars to produce and it's never seen the light of day and it probably never will warner brothers threw away an entire batgirl movie so like this happens in everything and it's the new normal and you need to get used to it it does. And uh, Helper B. Chris did a beautiful job of explaining it all in this article. Uh, so next time somebody posted on the OPP, just hit reply, Share. paste this, and that's all you got to do. We also have a, a less controversial article in the 101 series about how to use the Strive score because people are still confused about that. I wish it were less controversial. Oh, but you see, thought it would be. People complain about just anything. Oh, sure. And uh, they complain about this because they don't have like they say, and and this is true by the way. Right. That uh, the heart rate formula of whatever two twenty minus age, blah blah blah, <laughs> is not very helpful because it's it's doesn't really match most people it's just it's almost like an arbitrary number like they just kind of came up with it and like there are about a thousand reasons you don't fall into that category listen i agree with that but it doesn't matter because how you use the strive score this is the beautiful part it's just a trend if you take the same class multiple times or same type of class let's say an endurance class let's say you take an endurance class with bex gentry one week and the next class you take an endurance class with matt wilpers they're both 60 minutes if you put forth less effort, but just as like kept your heart rate down a little bit lower, but got about the same 
output, that means your heart rate is getting better and that means you got healthier and stronger in that time frame. That's how you use it. That's and, it. And it's just a general guideline, right? Like at the end of the day, you can never reduce your fitness or health to a single solitary never. number, whether that's going to be a strive score or a power zone score or <laughs> a BMI or your weight. Like, right. Like there's they're all just pieces of the puzzle. They're one piece of the puzzle and they will provide a lot of information in one area for a good chunk of people but there are always going to be exceptions you can never boil it down to one number but this explains i how, think how to I, view it i think helper b chris did this one as well i don't remember off the top of my head but i'm pretty sure it was nope. no this was nikki my bad my bad <laughs> nikki so sorry and the next 101 is for mostly the ladies there might be some exceptions, yeah. uh, but it's how to sweat like a star or at least not sweat like a star or sweat, but not have it show. I don't know <laughs> how to make your makeup not fall off your face. There you go. Well, can you scroll up? Because I know that Nikki did this one. She put no, this one's by Chris. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good try. Uh, OK, so. I just I'm not going to go into details. I want you guys to actually read this one if you're interested, of course. Right. But um, Nikki put a lot of work into this one and she has name brands, all different kinds of, you know, monetary guidelines for you. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of specifies here's the ones that are the most important. Like if you're going to have, for example, you know, a primer, you, you want to get that down. Like that's going to be really important because that's what your makeup grips onto. So things like that she kind of breaks it all down for you so there's a lot of super super great information in this and we kind of put it all in one place all the instructor's favorites right here so uh this is perfect especially just in time for afo all for one because you know all the instructors are going to be dressed up in their really amazing outfits and their amazing makeup a lot of people they'll do their selfies and they've gotten all dressed up for a special class right. you want to look good in your selfie there you go so get your get your makeup on and Helper B. Lindsay put together a story about the best of all for one fashion, as you were mentioning, the outfits. Yeah, there's so many amazing outfits that the instructors have done. So Lindsay put together her favorites over the last uh, few years, including, I mean, Jess King's always going to be at the top because hers are always so like flashy. Yeah. And, like there's just always a theme happening. And so... But Lindsay went through and put them all together and they're just really cool. Uh, she has... Uh, Mariana Fernandez and then she has Kirsten uh, Ferguson and she has Marcel Dinkins and then of course she's she gave her favorite out of all of these but this is kind of like from all the last few years that yeah. she put all these together and uh, so we're really interested to see what's going to be included this year like what are they going to do for Skrillex for example <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm super excited about this. I love Lindsay's uh, articles when she does these like fashion aspects because they're not things that I spend a lot of time thinking of. But right. I like seeing it and I like the fun of it. Absolutely. So. As you might or might not know, Burning Man has turned into an absolute nightmare this year. And DJ John Michael had gone missing for a good chunk of time. We're going to talk about that coming up after this. 
If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste. Texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. <laughs> it's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Instructors in the news. So it was a, a, a scary few days there for fans of DJ John Michael. Burning Man had become just a nightmare for people because of unexpected rains. I mean, it is in a desert. Right. It doesn't take much to create a flood. Yeah. And, and it's like, just a mess. And they've never really, I don't think they ever really had like a rain contingency. Right. Because it's a desert. Because it's a desert. Yeah. And, you know, obviously climate change is a hoax and, but it rained in the desert <laughs> and they weren't prepared for it. And I mean, I heard it was like just a nightmare to wade through the mud. Well, some people like walked out and left their cars behind, but uh, nobody had heard from DJ John Michael. We were all kind of just like watching his social, watching his social, nothing, 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 nothing on Brian King, his his husband's social. So we were getting really nervous. And uh, then the night that they started letting cars out, after I went to bed, uh, they they uh, they posted on their travel IG that they had made it safely outside. And DJ John Michael's phone was luckily their only 
fallen soldier. Uh, so he is he's not going to be if he's not posting on Instagram still by the time you hear this, that is why. But who cares? They're safe. That's right. what matters. I know that it has been a nightmare for a lot of people, not just not just DJ John Michael and Brian King, but we definitely send our hearts out to everyone. And by the way, I just want to say I thought it was obvious, but in case it's not, we feel that way about all bad things in the world. So we're not just just specifying this particular one. It's just happens to be somebody we know. Right. That we is talk affected. about the world of Peloton. Right. And so there was a very well known Peloton person there. And so that's the angle we reported on it. Just like if you follow the comedy <laughs> world, they're talking about Chris Rock. Was it is it was it Burning Man? Yeah. Right. So like it's for those of you that are like, why are you saying that? I'm saying that because literally people put on my comments, why are you not talking about X? tragedy well because because it wasn't relevant to peloton that's right. why yeah like not that it's not relevant in the world right because for sure it is yeah but that's i mean that's true of anything right like why are you talking about this instead of this other thing oh jesus christ i know i know people are the worst i know but why are we talking about those bad people when we could talk about other bad people <laughs> there's a lot of good people we there should are. focus on the good people like samuel he's oh, a good people he is a good people and he gets to go back to his musical roots he's going to be performing for what four weeks in the in the king and i in the west end which is like the british version of broadway right well he's 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 on the touring aspect so it's in oh. edinburgh uh walking okay. and oxford my bad yeah you're gonna need to fix the show notes <laughs> <laughs> So he's on the touring edition. Okay. Uh, so still super cool. Oh my God. It's super cool. So, yeah. so he, he, I did not realize that he had been involved in musical theater before, uh, but he had, and he's really excited about doing this. And for all of you that are like, is he coming back to Peloton? Of course he is. It's four weeks. Yes. <laughs> and only two weeks really are going to be missing actual Peloton content because of the way the timing worked. The studio was closed for a chunk of it and probably most of the time that he was, uh, you know, rehearsing and getting spun up. Right. But one actual day, he actually gets to play King of Siam. Right. Uh, Which is the lead for people who are unaware. I mean, it's called the King and I. He can't play the I because that's a lady part. Wait, (laughs) lady part. What kind of play is this? Oh, geez. What's going on? Now I'm interested. Oh, God. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the the night that he's playing that is um, on October 7th at 2.30 p.m. I, so I guess every day. The day. matinee. Yeah, matinee. But uh, the other days, he is the understudy uh, for the role. So he King could be Zion. playing it at other times and you'll just be surprised upon arrival. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but he plays what the king's right hand man. Yes. Yes. So he does. He's not just sitting backstage no. for four weeks hoping somebody has a sandbag fall on him. <laughs> no. Nope. Like he's he will be in the play every night. But some nights, at least one, he plays the lead. And if that if the actual lead gets sick or has a family engagement or something, he gets to step in. That's really cool. It is really cool. We're very happy for him. I feel like Sam Yo would fit in well in our family. <laughs> well, Loves... given how much he likes Back to the Future, yes. Back to the Future, nerd stuff, musicals. like It just feels like he's a good fit for our family. I concur. I will adopt him. Okay. Congrats to... Mela Wedekind. Thank you. I struggle uh, with that one always. She's pregnant. Yes. Another another pillow baby on the way. A little German pillow baby. <laughs> How adorable. Yeah, she announced this on Instagram. And uh, there had been some people wondering. But, you know, it's kind of hard to tell whenever they're they're wearing stuff. Yeah. Tucking things in. Plus, he's also... It's 
You just really shouldn't. You don't want to guess and be wrong. I'll tell you that. You don't. (laughs) But uh, turns out she is. And so we just want to say a huge congratulations to the family. As you are probably already aware, Ben Aldis has a book getting ready to come out called Raise the Bar. It's out. Oh, it is out. It's out. I well, was, it talks about early reviews. Okay, let me let me say it's it's the hardcover has not been released, but Kendall has, or vice versa, one of the two. And so, but you know how it is with reviews. So is she reading it? Is that what it is? She's doing the audio book version, Kendall. That's <laughs> weird. Why wouldn't he read it himself? Is that like Amazon Kindle? Oh, Amazon Kindle. Uh-huh. I thought you meant. Wow, you're gonna you're gonna take away Ben's spotlight and make it about Kendall. I thought that it was done to him. I was sticking up for Ben. You were. I was like, why would they not let Ben read his own book? Why wow. would they have Kendall do it? Don't worry, he read his own book. Okay. Yeah. I feel much better about that. Okay. Phew. But uh, a writer for the Daily Telegraph in the UK did read it already. To she's finished it and she gave her review. Yes. And it was glowing. Oh well, that's good. Yes. Uh, I also heard on the socials yes. people commented that um, that they knew somebody who had read all the instructor books, even those that, that have not come out yet, because Ooh. of what they do for their right. Job. They get the galleys, yeah. And uh, they this was their favorite. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just what I heard. Helper B. Lindsay popping up again. Sat down with Victor Cornejo from yeah. the Pelot. Pelotino community. Yes. And not only that, but he is a past guest. Yes. Yes. I remember. Yes. He was so nice. So nice. So nice that he sat down with another uh, one of our <laughs> one of our people and answered tons of questions for Lindsay. He was like, I'll answer your questions, but only if I don't have to talk to Tom again. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> they don't, I don't know that that's what he said, but it, it was implied. It wouldn't shock me. <laughs> <laughs> it would shock no one. <laughs> Uh, but he talked about what Camilla means to the Latin community and and other instructors from, you know, that are that are teaching Latin classes. Right. And how important it is to just be seen and be represented. So uh, it, it was a cool conversation. And we cover that uh, in this article. I think it's nice, too. He makes a point of mentioning how it's not just something that happens during uh, Latin Heritage Month, right? Like yes. it's something that they, and obviously there's more of it during Latin Heritage Month, but that it's not a one month a year sort of thing that you do see it day in, day out. So that's, that's nice. One that it happens to that, that they recognize that. Absolutely. Completely agree. Marcel Dinkins is celebrating her second anniversary with Peloton. She is. And I, I just was just thinking these pictures of her, which I love because I love the bright colors. But I was just thinking when we met her, how tall she was. Remember how tall she was? Everybody's tall to me. Okay, well, that's that's fair. But (laughs) um, uh, yeah, this is really cool because Marcel did this neat countdown of her favorite classes last week. And as she was leading into her Pelloversary. So we cover that in the article. But also, we just wanted to say congratulations on your Pelloversary, Marcel. Coming up after this, we're going to talk to Angelo from MetPro. If you want to know how to tell the difference between your weight gain being fat or muscle, he's going to help you out. So stick around. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. 
Hello. Hi. Hey guys. <laughs> uh, well, we have a question from Portia Moore. Uh, her leaderboard is Add Five and Thrive. She's She says that yeah. she's gained 20 pounds since she started Peloton in 2018. Uh, okay. She says, now, intellectually, she knows some of it must be muscle because she's only gained one clothing size. She's 5'3", yeah. for reference. She sees more definition than she did before. She can lift more. She can run longer. But... Emotionally, it still gets to her. She's thought about decreasing her strength work because of it or reevaluating eating habits, even though she doesn't really want to. How can she reconcile this? She'd like to look at a scale without getting angry and frustrated. All right, Portia, that's a great question. Uh, And actually, I can give you a very direct answer to it. You're not going to like the answer, but I can give you a direct answer. So the answer is, yes, you have absolutely gained muscle mass especially when you're spinning on uh, doing Peloton, your lower body, I guarantee you have more quad development Those are, and glutes and hamstrings. Those are some of the largest muscles in your body. And so you have gained some muscle. You have not gained 20 pounds of muscle. You're five foot three, not even close to 20 pounds of muscle. So what's happening is it is not Peloton causing you to have gone up in weight on the scale. Uh, If you were up three to five pounds, that could be chalked up to, okay, muscle development. So what we're looking at is, you know, since 2018, we've been through, you know, that that was five years ago, one pandemic ago, you know, and, uh, and a little bit of extra aging that happens to all of us. So really the answer is outside the scope of the Peloton. The Peloton is a force for good for you, uh, for sure. Keep doing that Um, as a nuance when I have women that don't want to develop their lower body further, that is more of a body type thing. If you're an ectomorphic body type, you have thinner, more petite legs. This is not an issue. If you happen to be more of a mesoendomorph that has naturally thicker legs and you don't want to develop quads, what you can do is you can increase your RPMs just a little bit and decrease resistance just a little bit, get a lot of the same cardiovascular benefit without as much lactic threshold training for your lower body. Your question though, Portia, is is, is simply uh, broader than that nuance. Your question is really, I've gained weight, you're tying it to maybe this change, you have to look at your food. Uh, that That is the solution, but it doesn't have to be painful. So just start simple, start with little things. So this is at, at MetPro, this is what we do with our clients. We figure out a process of elimination. Okay, where are our most relevant levers you're already exercising. You're already no doubt burning calories. Our biggest lever for you, Porsche, is going to be the food. You don't want to go on a diet or a big program right now. So what can we do that makes things easy? So if you've been listening to you know the clip out for a while, you've probably heard me state my recommendations, prep a mid-afternoon snack, get consistent with breakfast. If you can do those two things, it will have a healthy disruptive effect on your day-to-day routine and lifestyle. So healthy snack, simple, keep it simple, fruit, nuts, whatever you like, something low calorie, clean, natural, but get consistent at having that in the afternoon, get consistent with a healthy breakfast. And what happens after a few days of doing that across the board, you're going to find your overall caloric intake decreases. Your frequency of having sugar will naturally decrease for most people If not, then your next step is getting consistent with your lunches. If you've done all of that, then you need to look at where your weaknesses are. The way I like to start is make sure you're eating the right things. 
I don't start with you have to take out all the bad things because then that leaves you with not eating things. And then that's going to lead to more bad things. So add the good things first. Once you get that, if the decrease, corresponding decrease in the things we all know about, you know, the sugars, the fried foods, the processed foods, et cetera, doesn't drop enough to affect the scale then what you need is to have a structured program for a time, not for the rest of your life, but for a time. And that's, that's what every single one of our clients is coming to us for is what's the right structure for me with X, Y, Z goal. And you have a lot of things going for you, uh, Portia. So, you know, with using the Peloton and with being consistent with it, there's, there's very, and you, no doubt you have added some muscle and you have noticed you're seeing that tone difference in your body. Now it's just a matter of, just probably some minor tweaks to the food will make massive changes to uh, change your trajectory and progress progression. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for all that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Of and course. Uh, if people would like this sort of stuff tailor made for them, where can they find you? Come talk to us, metpro.co slash TCO. We can work through, you know, whatever your scenario is. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks so much, you guys. Thank you. Peloton Celebrity Signings. New York Magazine sat down with rapper Sendog, who is from the band Cypress Hill, in case you're wondering. I was wondering. Yeah. And uh, the reason we tell you all that is because one of the things that comes up is his love of Peloton. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I love seeing all the different types of people, uh, especially when it's celebrities that, that yeah. use Peloton. That they're like, oh, this is how I stay fit. It makes total sense, though, because like if you're famous, why do you want to go to the gym? Like that would be the worst. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like and, that's probably and, one of the first things you do is build yourself a home gym so people leave you alone. Yeah, and you can like be on the leaderboard all anonymous and no one knows it's you. Yeah. Like that just sounds pretty great. <laughs> I would think Sin Dogs at that level of fame though, to where like he's very famous to some people. And not famous at all to anybody, uh, to some other people. And so, like, he he could pro he probably could go to the gym relatively undisturbed. That's fair. Is, That's my, fair. is my guess. Yeah. It's it's funny doing what I do. Like, I have people that that I'm a huge fan of and that I'll go out in public with, like, if I'm driving around town to do their interviews or something that day. And it's like some of them, like, I know that they're super famous in some areas but like we could go to the mall whatever and nobody has any idea who they're they're talking to well i do think some of that's because most people don't pay attention i mean i'm one of those people that don't pay attention uh to other people like i'm yeah i just going by your own day yeah just yeah. doing your thing you, i think also in st louis people aren't expecting to see famous people no, we don't yeah. have famous people no. here or maybe we do we just don't know because we're not yeah. paying attention if you're famous you should move to st louis because yeah. no one will even think to recognize you i don't think they're gonna do that no they're not Vogue.com uh, talked to Chris Everett, and she also mentioned her love of Peloton, former tennis pro Chris Everett, for people who don't know. Freaking legend. Even yes. I know that. Even I know this name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Legend. Yes. Awesome. But uh, that's how she stays fit, even though her professional athlete days are behind her. That's so cool. Yeah. And then finally, more uh, professional athletes news. Jets defensive end Carl... Carl Lawson, there we go, more sports. He also is a fan of the Peloton, says he used it to stay fit when he had a torn Achilles tendon. Well, I, it's it really is a good thing to do rehab on when you can't put a lot of weight on stuff. So that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. That's really cool. 
New content. So Jess Sims is filming her college game day show, which is on the weekends because that's when the college games are. Am I doing okay so far? So far. You look very skeptical I of am. me. Yeah. Why are you so skeptical this of me? This is confusing. So her Saturday 60s will now be on Mondays. Or they're recording on Mondays and they're airing on Saturdays. There you go. Or when, but when oh, we're, in, we're in Germany, I would make your bunk. Oh, geez. What? No, you lost I it. I don't know. I. So they're recording live on Monday. So that means that people can still be in class with her, right? Sure. Okay. Okay. So Saturday 60, live on Mondays. But then they air on Saturdays. Got it? No. Saturday. So they're recording them on Mondays. Mm-hmm. But they're airing them on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. So it's not live. It's scroll down. Let's make sure we got this right. To tape. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I got the college game day part right. Good job. Who? Because it's sports stuff. Okay, so fans will be able to take part in her in studio classes on Mondays, even when she's on the road. Oh, so wait. Uh huh. Oh. Not, uh, Not so sure of yourself now, are you? Now I'm not. <laughs> not at all. I'm so confused. We need a flow chart for this. So, yeah, the first paragraph here, though, it explains that she's going to premiere the classes on Saturdays while she's on the road. Right. But she's going to host classes live in studio with members on Monday. Okay. So she'll be back because she'll be off the road right. by Mondays. So she can record a class and then those they'll, classes they'll will- bank it. There you go. Okay. You got it? Yes. But your, your Saturday 60s aren't going anywhere. That's the most important thing. They'll just be five days old by the time you see them, <laughs> which who cares? Don't say that to people. My well, word. Now there'll be a complaint about that. <laughs> she's going to record them on Mondays and then stop time for five days. And then they're going to purge them on Friday <laughs> and they will n- they will never air. Oh but they God. will have been recorded. <laughs> You'll just never see but them. But you will never see them like Batgirl. <laughs> Ta-da. <sighs> okay. And uh, we have a review from Helper B. Chris about Ben's three-day split. So there's so many new things coming out all the time. And if you're wondering, you know, is it worth worth my time? We're, we've started writing reviews for some of them to kind of get you up to speed on if it's something that's going to fit what you're looking for, right? Absolutely. And Chris did a great job of breaking it down, pros and cons, mostly just pros, right. and uh, and who it's good for. So this is this is a great article. And I, it's interesting that you two use the same shampoo. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, I'll just go ahead and, and the spoiler is it's good for everyone. Oh, how about that? The wor- the the workout. Yeah. And the hair care. <laughs> I don't think it's good for me. Okay. Well, I mean, it would still make the hair you have left a little shinier. Both of them. <laughs> There's three. And we have our TCO top five. Every week we ask the community to tell us what their favorite five classes of the week are. And here we go. All right. First one up, hip mobility with Hannah Corbin from 8-1. Hidden uh, hips? <laughs> it, it, hip and hills? Hip mobility now karen smith chose this class because uh she's she's looking to improve flexibility to her routine and uh this one was great 
and that it is on her list to repeat regularly because it really helped her. Uh, She enjoyed it. So she wanted to do it more. Well, hopefully she gets her flexibility where she wants it before it's purged. Oh, my God. Stop. Uh, then we have Alex K. He His 15-minute 80s pop row from 823. Now, Paul Kittinger, he made a wonderful reasoning, uh, reasoning. You need to take this class. It's a great 80s playlist, all from John Hughes movies. I mean, that's all you had to say. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. I can't wait to do that. Uh, then there's the favorite Peloton run. This is from 825, 45-minute 90s run with Mariana Fernandez. Uh, Becky Gomez, she said that it's the perfect 90s playlist. Mariana has the best upbeat and motivating attitude, and I love her coaching techniques. It was a really hard class with hills and sprint intervals. And then you have uh, the Sweat Steady Low Impact Ride with Jess King. This is from 831. Uh, and Danette Giles has a foot injury that does not tolerate being out of the saddle. So this workout was perfect. It was tough without aggravating her injury. And finally, our favorite unstackable. This one sounds insanely amazing. Okay, so this is from Michael Davern. He said, Mila Lazar's unstackable from 7, 8, 23 at 10 a.m. if you're riding the top end or close. Four call outs at or above 70 on climbs. Recoveries 45 to 60, only one true short recovery on this 30 minute ride. Speed work was 45 to 50 resistance bottom, topping out at 60 to 65. Oh my God, in English, <laughs> live from London. So that's amazing. And don't forget, you can always do the lower end of the call outs if that does sound scary. But it's a dance music ride. So that sounds like a lot of fun in addition to being tough. In case you missed it, there is new all for one gear. Now, if it's still there, that I can't promise you. It is. But the segment is called In Case You Missed It. (laughs) So maybe you missed it. It would be very fitting if it is all sold out. Well, this year they went with all white motif. Last year for All for One, it was black. Okay. This year, there's a t-shirt and a hoodie and a bucket hat. I'm just really not a fan of the bucket hats. I cannot pull them off. I, um, I can't see one without thinking of Gilligan. I I get that. I totally get that. I'm of that age. But I really dig that hoodie. So I think I'm going to need that. I think these are probably going to go this weekend, though, during All for One weekend. I have feelings you're going to go fast in person because, you know, this is the first All for One in studio. Okay. And it's the first All for One with rowing classes. It's the first rowing classes in person. A lot of really cool stuff. Peloton Birthdays. And finally, we only have one birthday this week, and it's Hannah Corbin on September 10th. So happy birthday to her. Happy birthday. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to our guest of the week. It's Brandon Randolph. So stick around. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Brandon Randolph. Hey, Brandon, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing today? We're good. Happy to have you here. We always appreciate people taking the time to record, especially on a weekend. There's other things you could be doing, and we know that. Uh, So thank you. And I also like to start with kind of finding out the background of how people originally found Peloton, because especially since the pandemic, there's so many different ways it came onto people's radar. For sure. So how did that happen for you, Brandon? 
So I started with Peloton, of course, like a lot of people, I saw the commercials on TV with the shutdowns and everything here in the DC area, all the gyms were shut down. You couldn't go outside to work out because it's entirely too cold. And I didn't want to have to put on a giant cheap skin lined parka to be outside <laughs> sweating and working out at the same time. So I started seeing the commercials and I started hearing things about Peloton. I was like, okay, I have the space. I'm actually here in my office. My bike is actually right there. Oh, look, look at that. There it is. Yeah. And I pulled the trigger on the bike and I went balls to the walls crazy the first like seven or eight months and so I was like okay I'm tired why am I so tired oh you're doing four rides a day mm, might be a little bit much four rides a day were you really doing four rides a day yeah. Holy okay. Cow. Now, so explain that to me. Yeah. Like, now we'll get to your day job in a little bit. But like, how did yes. you work that in? Like, were you doing like an hour? Were you doing twenty minutes? Were you doing like do a twenty minute ride, take a couple hour break, come back and do it? Like, explain how that worked. Working from home definitely helped. With shutdowns again, with back during the pandemic, I was working from home seven, five days a week. So again, I'm in my office right now. The bike is literally right there. So I'd get up during my lunch break and just work out for an hour. And then go back to work, eat my lunch at my desk while I was working. And then after I was done with the work, they do another hour or 45 minutes again on the bike before just passing out for the day. Wow. Passing out is right. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Were you already like a big workout person? Because you said when the gym shut down, so clearly you had been going to the gym. Was that fitness has always been a part of your life or is that? Okay. We can both make that face. So yeah. you're, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're in good company. I'm, those, I'm a former like, high school athlete. I played football. I swam in high school. Um, I got into weightlifting when I was in college 10 years ago or so. But it was something like at least a lot of people can relate it's there i know i need to go to the gym i don't feel like going to the gym or something else more exciting is happening like i don't know scratching my back so i'd rather <laughs> stay home and do that instead <laughs> but luckily with me i always maintain some level, level of athleticism just going to the gym and frequently i can do an hour on the stairmaster and be perfectly fine just looking around watching tv doing whatever so getting on the bike and going that hard for that long wasn't really anything foreign to me because I had been used to it for some years. Wow. Okay. That's cool. And you know, technically scratching your back, you can file that under yoga. <laughs> that's like, true. That's... <laughs> I did. I actually did that as well. I found a yoga um, instructor, Yoga with Adrian on YouTube, and I had been doing that in the mornings before work. So between the stretching, just to wake up for the day and get everything going, I had a nice little routine going and I literally just kept it going until I was like, I'm tired and I need to stop before I break something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's good to recognize, though. because It it's is. Like, people are like, it's like anything. Exercise is good, but at some point, it's not good. Like, yeah. you can take anything to an extreme. You, you can. Know? So when you were able to access a gym, like... Were you doing spin type classes, cardio based stuff, or were you doing other things? It was more so weightlifting. I like the elliptical. The spin classes were a little bit too much for me. Yeah. So I just stuck with usually just work, lifting weights on my own, the elliptical, the stairmaster, walking on the treadmill. And I actually got into what part of the reason I also started to pull back from the Peloton was I went outside and started walking. And just walking around my neighborhood, the weather was nice. It wasn't 60 billion degrees outside like it is right now currently. And I started doing that because I was able to get from being cooped up in the house and just enjoying the weather and doing things that way. So I've incorporated more of that versus being on the bike as much as I was. That's great. Do you ever do the outdoor Peloton classes when you do your walks? I do. I do. Yeah, I it's love really those. Good 
program. It is. Yeah. I yeah. love so many of the outdoor classes and I've really enjoyed how they've done the outdoor music series Reloaded because mm-hmm. they took off. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite yeah. artist series that you enjoy? I listen to all types of music ranging from rap to rock to R&B to pop to classical. So <laughs> wow. I really love the 50 Years of Hip Hop the series they're doing, I think, currently on Peloton. Yeah. I also love the Madonna artist yeah. series that was out a little while ago. I love that the dance stuff. I, I love everything. It's so funny because uh, sometimes, you know, Tom and I are, are getting up there in age and we'll hear an artist series and we're like, we have no idea who this is. None. Like not even a little bit. I've never heard of this person. But I will also say that has led me to like listening to artists I never would have listened to otherwise because nobody listens to the radio anymore. Right. So Thank, yeah. yeah. So like hearing these yeah. others, I'm like, oh, I really like this. And then boom, next thing you know, they end up in my Spotify. <laughs> exactly the same. I'm not sure if you guys do this, but with I've linked my Peloton to my Spotify account. So whenever I like a song, it pops up on a playlist in my Spotify account. Yes. And I've created a radio station from that. And I've just discovered so much more music than I already discover on a regular basis. And it's been great. I didn't think about starting a radio station from that. That's a great idea. Ooh, I think we might have to put that on the website for a good idea for people. (laughs) That's a good one. I like credit you. Don't worry, Brandon. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So if you typically use the bike, would you say that's kind of like your favorite class now? Because I'm curious if you were thinking spin class was like too much at the gym. What got you so into it? At home. Well, I think also I'm a bigger guy. I'm about six, three and a half. I played football in high school. So the seats for me at the gym were entirely too small. Okay. I did a couple of spin classes. I was like, oh no, Ooh, too small. Can't do it. Never again. I invested in a much wider seat, a bigger area to cover here at, to have at home. And I actually love it because I'm comfortable. It's just me in a class with 50 million people sweating and just sensory open. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense to me. I always really liked going to the classes back before Peloton existed. I enjoyed the mm-hmm. atmosphere as far as the music. And I love doing it yeah. first thing in the morning because I loved the just like the endorphin rush first thing in the morning. Yeah. But I also love being at home where I don't have to worry about like how I look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice. Finding your keys, going to the gym, yes. finding somewhere to park. Oh, yeah. 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 Signing up yeah, for the absolutely. class early, trying to get into your class that's your favorite with your instructor. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I also feel like with yeah. the rise of Peloton, I feel like previously for a lot of people not all obviously but a lot of people spinning was kind of gendered i think a lot of people perceived it as something that quote unquote girls would do yeah and so i feel like that's radically shifted over the last five years i agree Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And even when I peek into the class at the gym, I don't go in, but I do peek. There is more of a range of people taking classes from ages, genders and all sorts of things. It's really good to see. It is good to see. Yeah. Yeah. I can just picture you like peeking around the door. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go in or, you know, the slow of the walk past like as I'm walking somewhere else. (laughs) But it's also nice that like, you know, you were talking about how you're tall, you're a big guy and that you needed a different seat. Like that's not a modification you can make to a bike. If it's a class you go to right. once or twice a week, you could there exactly. got your bikes. It's their bikes. So now you can make those tweaks. You that's know? great. Yeah, exactly. that's a really good point. Exactly. You said you live in D.C. Is that I don't know how far that is to the studio, but I know it's not like crazy far like versus us in Missouri. So, like, have you made right. it into the studio yet? No. So New York City is about depending on traffic, about three and a half to four hours away. Oh, so um, still a bit. like we're from the Midwest. Yes. And so yes. when you're yes. from the Midwest, I mean, there's a lot of stereotypes times you can paint and <laughs> most of them are right but uh but when you're from the midwest like the east coast it's so weird when you have like all these like 
major, major cities. Yeah. And every yeah. one of them is like, oh, we're like 45 minutes away from this. Other. Like yeah. in our head. You guys are all right next to like, each other. In, our, in my <laughs> head, like D.C. Exactly. should be like six hours from New York. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's still four hours is a nice chunk of time. Like yeah. you got to devote a weekend to that, probably not just down for the day. You know, it's actually a day trip. So you guys are from lived in Missouri. I'm originally from Baltimore, which is a hit to my username, which I'll share later on. But I grew up in Chicago. Oh, OK. For several years in my middle school, and high school years. This is where my dad lived right outside of Chicago in the suburbs. So I'm familiar with the Midwest, being Chicago, being in Milwaukee and yeah. that whole area. But I'm originally from Baltimore. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. In the Midwest, it's yeah. like if you're in a big city, like the next mm-hmm. big city is like eight, eight hours, hours away. away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You totally get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the thing here with the East Coast, like you guys were just saying earlier, I'm in D.C. Baltimore's 50 minutes away. Philadelphia is two hours away. New York is four hours away. And Boston is eight hours away. And we have, let's say, what, 50, 60 million people in the span of an eight hour drive. So That's it's, insane. There's so much stuff here. Yeah. 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 yeah traffic's horrible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When we go to New York, it's like, oh, my God, we have to figure out how to get from point A to point B, which usually involves Ubers because we hate. We're just lazy. We don't, we don't learn. We're terrible <laughs> at learning the subway. Like the two times we've done it, it's been an awful experience because we don't oh, understand yeah. what's happening and why it's mm-hmm. happening the way it's happening. We get lost because we're I get lost. We're going to guy to help us. Yeah. And then we get on the train. And we're like, I hope he told us the truth. And he did. God he did. bless him. God love him. <laughs> yeah. But we're just like, we are such rubes. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That's. <laughs> our experience okay. and it's weird for me because i actually like when i go to new york i don't drive because with traffic in manhattan is so bad i always stay on the subway or just walk yeah. because it's such a walkable place so i've always wondered this do you think that like since you grew up in chicago did you use the like whatever they call the subway there more often the L, the yeah. L. yeah yeah the metro which is like commuter rail because we live further out but that's the good thing about like chicago with the l it takes you literally anywhere you want to go yeah i think that also yeah. would help a comfort level if we had something like that in st louis because we don't like all of our public transportation is just awful it's pretty here. bad it's we awful. have a tra- but it's like it literally it just goes in a straight line yeah. it goes from like the airport to downtown it technically goes into east st louis because it needed to cross the river to get federal funds so it goes like one stop into illinois done right back like yeah that's all it's yeah great. i know i know yeah yeah, we say that all the time. We throw our hands up about Missouri all the time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, so maybe someday you'll make it to the studio, just not yet. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. yes. I set the plane because it's, it's four hours. This and it's a whole thing to get in. So, yeah, I hear you. Yes. Okay, and yes. so tell us about your day job as a photographer. What's that like, and how did you get started with it? So photography is actually a hobby of mine, more so a second career. I'm actually a civil engineer, uh, full time okay. professionally. What? Yeah. Well, if it makes so you feel cool. if it makes you feel any better, your hobby looks like a profession. Yeah, we assumed just <laughs> well, I by that. Yeah, yeah, your website and stuff look beautiful. It looked like it was just that's what you do. So our assumption it, it is <laughs> it is sometimes well, part time, but my full time career I have a degree in civil engineering, and that's what I do uh, full time professionally. That's so cool. So glad that we finally got rid of all the rude engineers <laughs> and have replaced them with civil ones. That's nice. That's Yes. We're learning. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's been a feat, but we are learning how to be actually be civil. When you know better, you do better. So that's good. We try. We try. What exactly is civil engineering? I mean, I don't know. I could pretend I do, but I don't. So think of like I really had, as a kid, interest in, like, the built environment. So roads, tunnels, bridges, airports, mass transit systems, anything you can think of that makes cities run. Water treatment, water 
delivery to your buildings, everything that deals with infrastructure, that is a large, I guess, overview of what civil engineering entails. Wow. So you could fix our public transportation in St. Louis if they would allow people. But what he can't fix is our political will. I know. To fix our transportation (laughs) system in St. Louis. There are are limits. I'm I'm not sure if you guys have, but just being in Europe and taking high-speed rail and going to London and being on the underground, my concentration undergrad was transportation engineering, so I love that stuff. And to see what happens in Europe as far as the funding and the will to make sure people can move around effectively, have that here in the States or really North America as a whole. And it's, yeah, it's something sad to see, unfortunately. It's frustrating. Yeah, we've never been to Europe, although we're going soon. Yes. But yeah, it is odd when you go to other parts of the world and you see like, oh, this is doable. This could <laughs> oh, be done. We could be we doing just, this. We're just we not. Just, we just opt not to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's true on a lot of things. Does that mean yes. you work for the city that you live in? Like, so you said you live in D.C. Does that yes. mean you work for Washington, D.C.? So like as an employer, I'm just trying to understand like. No, so I work for the federal government. Oh. And multiple agencies and different things. Okay. So okay. I have worked for local governments before. Okay. You know, I'm, I work for the federal government. So like on a Monday, you go to work, you clock in, are you just like, I will design a tunnel now? Like, what's a day look like? <laughs> well, believe it or not. A lot of the design work is actually left to contractors now. The federal government is more so just, well, at least my agency is more so just for oversight. We make sure that tax dollars are being spent. There aren't any sort of negative things happening with people stealing or anything of the sort. We provide the oversight. We provide, we act as the representative for the respective agency that is getting the building or the tunnel or whatever built or the federal or the local state DOT. Missouri has a state DOT. We work with individual states or agencies to make sure things are happening per federal laws, regulations, rules, and that all as well. So then you're kind of like a project manager, but you need to have this yes. hyper-specific knowledge. You need to know how to do the thing. Exactly. Because <laughs> they will do that. For sure they will. God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody. Especially when there's federal money involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Sometimes Because exactly. everything is red tape. Yeah, sometimes we'll build a subway just one stop into another state. <laughs> Can you investigate that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. People don't realize, I believe the cost per mile to build, like a, it's a one mile of subway is almost five or six hundred million dollars. What? It's exorbitant. Oh, it's extreme. It's very high to oh build word. mass transit in this country. Yeah. I mean, you got to do all the digging. Yeah, but. And then you got to do the stuff to make sure permits. the digging doesn't collapse on itself. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's seems... a lot of regulations. Yeah, oh. and you got to factor in all the graph. Well, how do you? How do you? <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you have time to be doing photography as a hobby while you have this? I mean, I would think that civil engineering is stressful. There's a lot to that. So, how are you having time to do both? It's easy because, again, well, working for the public sector, my job is a nine to five. If I were working in the private sector, which I do have some experience in, that job, could work. you could work 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., 2 a.m. because you have to get the mission or the work done. Okay. Working for the public sector, my job is over at 5 p.m. and I can go home and have a life and do whatever else I want to do. Perks of a government. Weekends. Yeah. 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 I got right. a government gig and it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Like yeah, he I, does. He does. Like I book concerts for a living. So you would never think you that's would a never government think thing. I'd end up with a government <laughs> job. But now, I mean, I still, I do have to stay late if there's a concert. Right? Yeah. I got to work the concert. Sure. But, but beyond that, it's like, yeah, like a Columbus Day. Sure. I'm like, there's been times I've shown, yeah. I've shown up to work and it's closed <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, we get that off? <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. That's a holiday? Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. I'm a concert person. I, I attend 
at least 15 to 20, at least 30 concerts a year. I'm a big music person. So I appreciate your job and what you do for putting concerts together. Without you, no one ever thanks me for my service. That's true. I'm the real hero. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I will say it is funny to hear the stories behind the stories of like how many concerts almost don't happen. Like that's amazing. I'd say about 30% of concerts almost don't happen. Crazy. Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when it comes to photography as your hobby that you do, is there like a certain kind of photography that you like to focus on? Yes. So I like to focus on more so, I guess, instead of lifestyle photography. So portraits, I like to focus on catching people in their natural element because I feel like when people are being themselves naturally, it shines through on the camera. And I think if you looked at my website, you see just portraits of of people. I do like to take some architectural photography, buildings and cities, because I love cities and, again, the built environment, but more so just portraiture and, you know, capturing people, family photos, all that stuff. Yeah, you really capture a lot of, it feels like you see like an inner light coming from people when you're getting their picture. And that's really cool. That's good to see. I appreciate that. (laughs) I mean it. (laughs) Good candidates are the best, but they're also the hardest to get, especially I would think in your situation like it's not like it's a family reunion or and you somebody Mm -hmm. just happens to be snapping with their phone you're like it's because you're there it's a very structured environment of like we've brought a photographer over now pretend like he's not here yeah 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 right really easily so one thing i do with like for example if i were photographing the two of you were getting like anniversary photos because you know each other so well i would say tom make your wife wife laugh And you would do what you do, tickle her or whatever you would do. I know with my brother and his wife, he'd say some like lewd joke to her. And she'd just like start laughing because you want the genuine reaction. Right. Yeah. yeah. They don't, people don't know the context when the photo, they just have the genuine reaction of the person laughing or emoting. And that is the money shot, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. We had no, our. That's a great term. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we had uh, professional photos done for our website like a year ago. And I just remember that poor lady. And she's an amazing yeah, photographer. Yeah. And she's this like a nationally a, known photographer. She's a big deal. Not yeah. a comment on her. It's a comment on us because she would be like, okay, like move. And we would just be like, like, like move what how? do you want us to do? We got nothing. Like, like we don't. <laughs> Awkward. We're so awkward. <laughs> I don't know. Tom, you may know this as a person who works concerts. If a person has a favorite song that makes them dance, that gets them alive, I let the client pick their music, their favorite sure. songs no, on sense. Spotify. Because I, I've noticed this as a person who takes photographs. People are nervous starting up. If you're into like an hour into the session and maybe you want to change positions, people get comfortable. Right. They're more easier to move around and then you turn the music on and they just not go crazy but they yeah. are at relaxing themselves and then that's when you can take the real image yeah it makes like a different part of their brain kick in and see it that doesn't work for me when we first started dating she would get so confused because we would go to concerts yes and she's like I've never seen anybody watch a concert dancing. like this and i'm just standing there like watching the concert i'm, and like, I'm just like he looks like know? he's mad the whole time and I'm like, no, I'm just watching the show and, and that's how he does every show, show. Yeah, but like, at the lights and looking at the music yeah the, right mm-hmm. like i'm i'm taking it mm-hmm. in and like I'm not rocking out yeah right? like, like it took me like four concerts before I was finally like oh this is just how you are it does not yeah. matter what music we right. see okay got it yeah. <laughs> but that's something that you can capture on film the difference between your two personalities if I were able to get that to shine through in an image that's who you genuinely are and the people that know you and will see your image will be like that's you that yes. really is you <laughs> that's true that's yeah. a really good point that's great I love that for sure so what is your leaderboard name so my name is Brando from Bmore. Got it. Okay. The hint that I mentioned earlier yeah. is my Baltimore Orioles cap is in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's Brando from Bmore. That's gotcha. great. 
ev- that, avoided a wire reference. That's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, too. <laughs> <laughs> or you could really do a deep cut and instead go with homicide, life on the streets. Oh, that is a deep cut. I don't <laughs> was, even know what you're talking about. That was about. also set in Baltimore. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was. I thought about doing Serial Mom, but I'm not a mom, so that really wouldn't, wouldn't help. You know, the yeah. old John Waters movie. Yeah. Or Hairspray, but no Hairspray. Oh, yeah. Hairspray in Baltimore as well. Okay. But yeah, like, I feel yeah, you. Wouldn't really. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Peloton like groups online? Do you ever like interact with any of the Facebook groups or anything like that? So not um, the Facebook groups per se, but I do interact with a couple of the groups on Instagram. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Hannah Frankson yeah. and the Push Push crew. Yeah. And I follow the Push Push crew on Instagram and interact with the posts and with people posting things. I'm also a huge fan of, of, of Alice Toussaint and his crew. I forget the name. for them. Yes. Interact mainly on um, Instagram. That's great. I actually took a Hannah Frankson run this today, this afternoon. So that was that was a good run. She was like super enthusiastic for an endurance class. Like I was like, yes. I got pumped. I had to actually like slow down. So I was like, my heart rate's getting too high for an endurance run. <laughs> She's great. So are those the two instructors you tend to like take classes with the most or do you kind of mix it up or how does that work for you? So yeah, Alex and Hannah are my two, I guess my, my I call my usual. So ones I'm always taking classes from i find that i will take uh soon days hit nails class which i think is the hardest on the platform it kicks my ass every time yeah i'd say and begrudgingly i take it. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah i take her classes i love jess king's classes uh her music selection is great dennis's classes are great yeah i tend to rotate and then robin and zone of course i just rotate That's great. Yeah. If you choose your classes based on music, it makes sense to me that your instructors are very like uh, eclectic as well. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people who are just now entering the world of Peloton? Of course. So take the beginner content. I actually, in my excitement, skipped right past it. Just (laughs) went straight into a class and was confused. And then about four months and I was like, "Hmm," clicking around like beginner content. What's that? Oh, the stuff I was supposed to have taken three months ago. <laughs> Start with the beginner content. Don't feel bad about starting with a five-minute ride, a 10-minute ride, a 15-minute ride, just to get, or even just the intro classes of yoga or the other content they have, because it's there to help you get acclimated to actually using the service and the bike, because it is a bit of a learning curve if you're totally unfamiliar to the community. Yeah, that's great advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Brandon, for taking time out of your day to join us. This has been a pleasure talking to you. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you, your leaderboard name, and your photography website so they can check out your work. Yeah. First, thank you guys for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation as well. Again, my name is Brandon Randolph. You can find me on Peloton at uh, Brando from Be More, all one word. I also have a photography website, as they've mentioned, it's sicardphotography.com. That's S-I-C-A-R-D. It's my middle name and photography. Again, all one word. You can find me there and I'll see you on the leadboard. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on all the socials and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon at patreon.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling and running and rolling. <laughs>